0: Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to episode 19 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And today we're going to do some frequently asked questions. We're going to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Group, which uh, you can find and join for free on PRSnetwork.com, and today we have uh, three questions that we're going to answer. The first one is from Lisa, and Lisa asks, can CPT code 50386 be done in the office? The provider wants to remove the stents without SISTO whenever possible. And he says it's more comfortable for the patient and less risk of infection. Does this still need ultrasonic guidance to do in the office? Haven't done one of these before. Please advise. Thank you. So turn it over to Mark and Ray.
1: Okay. So the code, if you look up on coding today, 50386, has a couple of things that would indicate that, yes, this is an allowable service to be provided in the office. The first place that we check is the practice expense values to see if there is a non-facility practice expense. And if we have one, is it different from the facility practice expense? So, in this case, and and really, it should be higher in, in every case. So that, and that is true in this case. So 50386 um, does look like it would be paid for in the office setting. Um, so I don't see any problems with that. Um, obviously, the, the doctor has to feel that he is comfortable in doing this. Um, and it meets all the medical uh, necessity and safety guidelines. So as long as he finds or she uh, find that that they can do this in the office it's certainly allowed and you can see it's a significantly high, higher payment uh in the office setting at uh, a national average of 761.85 as opposed to doing it in the um the ASC or the hospital which the national unadjusted fee is 168.90 so a significant difference there um and I noticed you asked about um uh, maybe uh, requiring the ultrasound. Um, uh, the the description does say including radiologic supervision and interpretation, which means you can't bill separately for it, um, but it does not say it is required from the CPT dis- uh, description. So in that instance, relative to requiring the use of an ultrasound, um, that is a uh, uh, clinical call that the physician can make whether or not they need that radiologic supervision. Um, obviously, looking at the the facility or, excuse me, the non-facility practice expense RVUs, um, they are built in including that. Um, so um, from that standpoint, um, they do think it is uh, common to be used um, in that particular instance. But um, as far as, you know, ultimately telling the physician how to practice, that is not something that is absolutely Um, required within the billing framework. So, that might be something that you look at from the clinical side. Um, So, hopefully that gives you the answer there. Um, Go ahead and charge the 50386 in the office setting if you feel it's safe and effective.
0: And we'll go ahead and put up a screenshot of the 50386 from AUA Coding Today on the podcast. Website And also we'll refer to it uh, down below uh, the, the question as well on the urology coding and reimbursement group. So uh, also, that is uh, PRSnetwork.com forward slash 019 for podcast episode 19. Ray, did you have something to add?
2: Yeah, Mark, if uh, that'd be the case, just looking at it uh why can't I just tie a string on uh, the, the stent or use a stent with the string and I would be removing it in the office and certainly I wouldn't need an ultrasound to do that.
1: So um, the, it is um, the removal via, via snare or capture, which is parenthetical, um, of an internally uh, dwelling ureteral stent via transurethral approach. Um, So you do need to look at the full description there. Um, We're assuming, based on the question, that they are using um, a a stent um, uh, removal from a capture or snare, not just the string. Um, So uh, th- that's really not billable from the string side of things, as we've seen across the board. So it can't have a string, and you're not doing a grasper and pulling it out. Um, you're, you are using really a, a, a probably a ureteral catheter to go up there and snag that.
2: Thanks for clarifying. I just didn't want other people to get into troubles, start m- removing stents and charging this code.
1: Yes.
0: Good good capture. All right. Okay. So uh, that answers that question. For the next question, we have uh, from Roseanne. Good morning. New to ASC billing. For my urologist, my doctor performed a transurethral ultrasound biopsy at an ASC, and I am billing the facility charge. For the facility, can I bill... CPT 55700 with 76872, 76942, uh, 96372, and J1580. I have searched online, but I am unable to find anything. Please advise.
1: Okay, so, Roseanne, um, uh, good question. And, yeah, the facility is a little bit different as to how uh, you can report from as far as a coding standpoint. It is based on the procedures that you provide. Uh, so the 55700 is an appropriate code for the ASC, and the 76872 is actually, if you look on the ASC payment um, uh, addenda, um, which you can find up at, the, at, at CMS, or uh, you can find located in uh, at least the information Uh, for the most part, uh, is in uh, coding today under the ASC payment. Um, So the 76872 is is designated as a code that can be reported separately, even if it's integral to the procedure. So you can bill the 55700. You can bill the 76872. Now the 76942 is bundled in Medicare. Uh, And unbundling can never be allowed. And actually, it's set up as a mutually exclusive code, which means typically if you pay five or if you charge the 76872 and the 76942 on the same claim, they'll actually pay you the lesser. Now, this is from the professional side, the 76942 instead of the 76872. So, you do want to be careful even on the professional side. On the ASC side, the 76942 is considered to be a package service and is never paid from Medicare's perspective. So you'll find that with a lot of the private payers, they'll find the same. Um, So uh, right now, you're still at 55700 and 76872. Now, drugs and injections and all of that is part of the facility fee. So the 96372 and the J1580 are also not billable from the ASC. So uh, in the end, what you're left with for a prostate needle biopsy is the 55700 and the 76872 if you have the appropriate documentation uh, for the physician's diagnostic transurethral ultrasound. Um, So which really, um, hopefully you remember, on the professional side does require um, documentation like a little radiology report in addition to the the prostatic needle biopsy itself. So um, you want to be careful that the documentation matches everything that you're doing. Um, and then, of course, the other thing from the facility side, um, I, I don't know if you're still billing for your urologist, but um, when you bill the 55700 and the 76872 Uh, you would need to add a 26 modifier to the 76872. Uh, The code 96372 and 76942 and J1580 should not be billed by the physician to Medicare. If you have a plan that is still paying both the 76872 and the 76942, you will also need to add the 26 modifier to the physician's bill on the 76942. So, Just to kind of recap, uh, if uh, you know, ultimately, if you're billing Medicare, your physician would bill a 55700 and a 76872-26. The facility or the ASC would bill a 55700 and a 76872. All
0: right. Anything to add on that, Ray?
2: No, I was just going to mention, Mark, that you mentioned the 26 modifier for the professional and made it clear that you do not need to put the TC modifier on when you're in the ASC as you would in the office.
1: That's correct,
2: right. All right. Okay, let's go
0: on to the next one. Um, Last question for today. We've got a question from Linda. And uh, Linda says, help please. Patient had gross hematuria and BPH would CPT 5.2214 be correct or 5.2601-52? The resectoscope has me questioning my code choice. Cystoscope was removed and a 26 French re- resectoscope was inserted. Using the bipolar rollerball, the entire prostate fascia was fulgurated. Hemostasia was attained. The, retros- the resectoscope was removed and a 20 20- French three-way catheter was inserted in quotes. And then it says, uh, doc said T U R P, but think I'd need him to rephrase his op note.
1: No. So, <laughs> yeah, I would, so I would agree. I mean, there is a possibility given what you've said that they, the patient had gross hematuria and BPH, um, that they are potentially, um, Providing uh, or doing a, a TURP, I mean that is a treatment for um, the BPH. But given the the verbiage that you included uh, here, um, it really looks like it was fitting for five two two one four. And the five two two one four reads cystourethroscopy with fulguration of trigone, bladder neck, prostatic fossa, urethra. Or periurethral glands. Um, Now, um, given what it kind of says there, it looks like they just um, did the rollerball on the entire prostatic fossa um, as direct fulguration. So the 52214 looks to be correct. However, with your doctor saying that he did really a TURP, you might want to go back to him and see about. Um, what he was really intending to do here. Um, is it just to stop for the, the gross hematuria, um, or was he really working to treat the BPH and take in a little bit more of the prostate, um, intending to do a, a TURP, in which case you do want to see that reflected in the operative note. So I can see why you're thrown off. Um, it is one of those things that ultimately, uh, when you look at it from a, a coding perspective, doesn't give you that extra fine feeling that, in fact, they were uh, focused on the the BPH here. It looks like um, kind of where you were that it was really focused more along the lines of obtaining in the hemostasis because of the gross hematuria. So i double-check with your physician, um, talk to him a little bit about whether or not that's what he intended to do. Um, but 52214 would fit roughly the definition of what you're doing. But again, um, important in, in what he was intending to do here and, and expand that note to support what he was actually doing.
0: Ray,
2: anything? Martin, clear. If there was actually tissue removed or ablated to treat BPH, it would fit the TURP, but uh, otherwise it would be a fulguration. All right. Very good. Uh, anything
0: else to add, Mark, to this?
1: Uh nope. Nothing else. I think that's those are both good quite all three were great questions. Um, thank you very much. And hopefully we got answers that give you enough to work with. All right.
0: Um thanks for listening and please be on the lookout. We are we have opened up registration for our EM Live online workshop. So we're gonna have uh, four workshops. That are roughly going to be three hours each. That we are we're going to really help you get prepared for E&M 2021 changes. So Mark was, uh, you know, did a did a good job on breaking down the rules and what what's changed. And one of the things that has changed is uh, increasing E&M reimbursement. However, if you don't really know uh, and don't really know the rules and how they've changed and uh, that you're not prepared, then uh, that that might negatively affect you so you need to or you might not take full advantage of what is changing in the new rules so please make sure you're prepared we do have an enm preparation checklist for you out on our website so you can check that out but uh, we we strongly encourage you to come join us on these workshops we'll really get you prepared so uh thanks again for listening
1: it's got one thing i think is you want to make a little bit clear is the workshops are are the are just this it's the same workshop at different times so it's not a series of four it's so um, we just had four different opportunities for everyone to join us and we are going to really dive deeply on some of the nuances of, of these change the the changes that are out there and there's a few things that you know as they change the rules that are going to make a difference. Some things that were fours are going to drop down to threes and some things that were twos are going to jump up to threes. Some threes are going to move to fours. So, um, it'll, it'll make a big difference. And then we've totally redesigned the pocket card and wall charts. So you'll need new, uh, pocket cards and wall charts too. So, um, come join us for those. Um, you know, it, 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 and certainly you're going to look at what you need to do for your, electronic medical record, which is why we're putting these in September and October. So you've got a little bit of time to make some changes to get ready. And we'll probably do a refresh um, in December uh, of some type, uh, just to make sure we've got everything covered in case there are some crazy last minute changes from the the final rule, which this year, as you know, is not going to come out until the first, uh, the last of November or the first of December. So we don't have a lot of time to react. It's going to be a tight one this year.
0: And, and, uh, Mark did mention, uh, you know, these are workshops and we're diving deep. And one of the things, it's not your, st- your standard, uh, webinar where we're just going to be, you know, Mark's going to be, uh, presenting for three hours. We're going to have, uh, a physician, a, a practicing urologist join us as well. And, we're really going to do a, you know, a lot of different workshop breakouts. So uh, we're going to use the Zoom rooms, and it's going to be a uh, really interactive and a lot more, uh, hopefully, more informative than just uh, listening to uh, a three-hour presentation. So, so we really are trying to take advantage of uh, of the technology that we do have and that we are using, given that we can't meet in person. So. Uh, I think we've got some good things scheduled, and you will, as part of the workshop, be receiving the pocket card and wall chart via mail. So you will get a hard copy of that as well. So anything to add, Ray?
2: No. Happy coding, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there's time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music under his record label, The Juicery, with extra pulp and special guests.